0: That death
1: is not the end. Of the, new flesh. Long the
0: new flesh. I was hoping you'd be back. Welcome to the New Flesh Podcast. My name is Brett Arnold at Brett Redacted on Twitter.
1: Joe Avella. Technically I'm Twitter, but I never check it. Hit me up on Instagram, Joe Avella. I also signed up for Tweet Deleter and have deleted all but about hundred of my most recent tweets because Twitter fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, uh, you're taking the precaution that I've wanted to take for a long time. But I – it's so stupid, but I have, like, you know – Old jokes that I'm, i am i would like to not, you know, some ideas that I think I've tweeted out that you think that oh, one day I'll go back to that, even though never, I, that would never yeah, happen. What
1: would you do? what you gonna get a book deal on an old tweet or something. Yeah, with it no, no I'm sense. gonna
0: go back to the old tweet and then be like, oh yeah, this was the seed of a great idea, and then you take it and then you do something with it. But that's what people with ambition do, and I ain't got none. So Yeah, are you really gonna do that? <laughs> 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 so welcome to the New Flash Podcast, a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror and the horror lifestyle, like horror uh, life, baby. Yeah, like like what a uh, what is it? some examples of the of the horror lifestyle? Some new ones. Uh, not, not, not to put you on the shirt. spot.
1: Oh, sure, no, okay, it's all right. Um, let's see here. Uh, probably like uh, wearing goth makeup and going to a convention to get like a eight and a half by eleven glossy of some star of an 80s horror movie signed and then get the picture with her and then put it on instagram be like can't believe i met so-and-so the star of you know uh, uh, fucking, puppet uh, master uh, Four. <laughs> just met the just met the lead of critters too and he was so cool like yeah of course he was cool he hasn't fucking had a steady stream of income he can't believe you give a shit about him something like that
0: yeah good job um thank you so you deleted all your tweets because oh, you, you don't you don't want to get uh Oh, that joke I had about molesting a three-year-old is not going to sort of. pan out for but you. Me know what anymore. it is?
1: You know what it is? You know what social media has become? Hmm. It's become like this um, this space in my brain, like this mental weight that I just want to let go. It isn't so much golly gee, I've got offensive tweets that I'm worried. It's just I've kind of been worried about Twitter for like ten years. Like ten years ago. I sign up for it. I'm like, I'll tell jokes and share stuff and use social media to get like my videos and blah, blah, blah. All that stupid shit that people think is going to happen when they sign up for Twitter. And then sometime several years ago, it just became a thing where it's like stress. Why aren't people liking my tweets? Every time I go on Twitter, like something on there really like bums me out about the news or something, you know, something good happened to someone I hate or something like that. Or some bullshit is like trending that makes me feel bad. I feel like Twitter just I get news the incorrect way. You know what I mean? At least with like, if I went to like Business Insider every day, I know I work there, I'll pick another one. At least if I went to like, um, I don't know, uh, LA Week, LA Times every day, like it's curated news written by a professional versus Twitter, which is all just like panicking comments in the moment of people who are grossly ill informed and have ego issues. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing was just making me feel bad. And, and instead of just, like, walking away from it, I'm like, no, I'm not just going to walk away from it. I'm going to delete it. And Because if I walked away from it, I'd still be worried about, like, there's this thing in the ether of, of the old mirror that's still there. So I'm just systematically deleting it. I've also been doing the same thing with Facebook. Every morning, the first thing I do over coffee with Facebook, not uh, not the first thing, but, like, the you on know,
0: the, the on this day feature?
1: Yeah, yeah. I go through and delete yeah. everything. Because it's easier than trying to like delete them on mass things. That, just delete. Yes. So but I, I started, I think, like in December. So come December, there'll be nothing there that's like older than a year. And by that, I'm like, well, I'll just leave it there because Facebook. I know everybody hates Facebook, Facebook, but I still think it has like. Value to me for keeping up with people. Oh, it's it's become
0: invaluable in terms of like it's it's the only way I know like what I'm doing on a weekend. Like, do I have a show to go to? Do I have this or that? It's become a a planner, and it would be. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's not. You know, it's no like social media is, is over as far as being like a place to express yourself. I think my wife put it perfectly. She's like, all social media is LinkedIn now. Like no matter what thing you're on, you got to mind your P's and Q's because, you know, because important people could notice or, or you know, like it, it could affect your career, which I totally believe. I have to use social media for my work and I'm slowly turning it into like, yeah, here's an extension of my bullshit stuff I do with work with, like, pictures from shoots and links to my yeah. things and other articles. I, just, like, I have no interest in my social media being, like, a platform for my political views or, like, for I've, dirty jokes or anything like that. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, I've realized I need to cool it on the, like, off-the-cuff, just, like, I'm tweeting because just to tweet and be funny and stuff. Because the, who cares? A, who cares? And B... Yeah the the right or whoever you want whoever do you want to call mike cernovich and his army of trolls and stuff but like Mm -hmm. those people are just doing targeted campaigns of anyone who crosses them so like i've had tweets against you know idiots like that and it'd Mm -hmm. be very easy Mm -hmm. for um him them to search my tweets from college and find some dumbass joke i made exactly and and then i lose my job like that's a possibility it's already happening to people
1: And as we've learned, for whatever you would think like before, it would be like, yeah, I probably tweeted some dumb shit in 2010. But if anyone was like, hey, what's with this age joke from 2010? Are you like homophobic? I'd be like, well, it's 2010. I was trying to be funny. I was a dumb graphic designer part time and doing, you know, trying to like be edgy. Like I'd just be like, well, eight, 10 years ago, whatever. It was like, obviously, that's old news. But like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, there's people who like started Twitter in high school. Like, if I fucking, like, this someone dug up something I, I tweeted when I was 16. Buddy, God, you, I, you, I did. You know what I mean?
0: I did start you know, like, in high school. Like,
1: oh, my God, if you could somehow go back in time and see, listen to things I was saying with my buddies when I was, like, in high school. Just because, you, like, you, I would never stop apologizing for the stupid shit I Dude, said. Dude, it's so, horrifying. It's not so
0: one of the things I did when you talked about tweet deleting, as I looked into that, and one mm-hmm. of those sites, the ways you delete it, is you have to download your entire yep. archive. Yep. So I've yep. been looking through that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, the first year I, – I got on Twitter in 2008, which is mm-hmm. insane to think of. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man, just, like, not only is it – it's interesting. It's, like, a relic of, like, oh, what I w- what was I doing on, you know, yeah. May 2008? And I just basically was, like, I'm at this concert. I'm at this place. But in between all that would be really – you know, how old shit. was I in 2008? Like yeah. 16 or uh, 17 year old me yeah. saying really dumb shit, yeah. like without a filter and thinking it was funny to be edgy. Cause who cares? You're
1: a, exactly. Yeah. Cause you're a kidding. You just didn't think like, you didn't think about it. And also
0: did not think this, it would be a thing that would be verified in the future yeah. that I would be a, uh, in a job where yeah. it's public facing. It could, and yeah, I could, could exactly it. Yeah.
1: And I also feel like last thing I'll say about Twitter or like social media in general At some point, like, there's this thing you got like, uh, I forget what the theory is. It's part of, like, um, the getting things done way of, like, um, organizing your work as, like, open systems versus closed systems. You'll hear, like, people, like, productivity people talk about all the time. And what open systems are is, like, ideas that you never, like, see to fruition or whatever. It's the same way, like... um, Uh, If you were to say, be like, I'm going to write a screenplay and you get like, you know, a page into it and then you are forever in your mind thinking like, got to get back to the screenplay, you know, five, six years later. That's perfectly fine if you're working on a thing for a long time. But that's like an open loop, like a thing, a project you're working on that like you haven't like organized or closed or like shut the book on. And I find as I'm getting older, like, that takes up too much space in my brain. And to be honest, because I I went into social media being like, this is a thing that I'll use to, like, put my voice out there, put my comedy out there, put my writing out there, put my videos and all that shit out there. And, like, obviously it didn't happen. I only have, like, I think like 1,200 followers, which is sad because I've been on it for over 10 years. Right. But it's it's just, like, it's still I, – I mentally hold on to a thing like Twitter as being a thing that was going to be, like – a creative outlet which it's not anymore so why even have it around anymore and the only reason I don't delete it completely is because I'm verified thanks to my job and I can think of an instance once or twice a year where I'm trying to get a hold of someone for a story and I know if I tweet to them and they're also verified if you're verified you have like a separate verified like list for like you see only people who are verified of like, interaction with you. And I'm like, this could still be a way to like message people I'm trying to get a hold of for work. So I'm not going to delete it. But as far as yeah, like... Yeah, it's
0: a useful resource. Yeah, it can
1: right. be. But I, I have no interest in it being anything other than that. So I'm just like, I deleted everything. And I'm my like, my problem well, with leaving,
0: which I would love to do, but my problem with leaving at this point is I've curated my feed to the point of it's truly a very valuable news source to me. It's the only way I get information.
1: And mm, I would I would argue that that is doing more damage than good.
0: Oh, I agree with my mental health for sure. Because if I'm you look, think about informed. it,
1: like, you know, we're from <laughs> we're both from like the suburbs of Chicago. Our parents grew up reading a newspaper every day. My parents got the Daily Herald, and I think on the weekends they would get like uh, we the, got the Sun
0: Times and yeah, the or, trip. The
1: tri- or the or tri- the okay, there you go. Like even that's like two newspapers in the morning. At the very least, the news was like up to date the night before. It was written by a professional. It was curated by people in the – like, just professional people. Here it is. All that's fit to print. And let's be honest, nobody reads the whole newspaper. They thumb through it for, like, an hour, right? And then you went about your day. And I find, like, the problem with Twitter and Facebook, too, is that, like, you do not – it's not healthy to have a constant feed. Of news, forget about the fact that if it's like true or not. Just in general, like yeah, you just think too reactionary. Fuck all that. So I don't want to look at Twitter. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see all my friends retweeting. You know, every time I go on there, the fucking world is ending. Yada yada yada. You know, so fuck all that bullshit. So I'm back to. I don't get a paper, newspaper, but I'm back to every morning checking like Bi, New York Times, and maybe like one other. Like depending on what's what what I feel like checking out. That's it. I don't think about the rest of the day. I'm better for it. I'm not I've missed out on anything. yeah so. and
0: and newsletters are good for that. You can sign up for yeah. a few good uh, email newsletters. You wake up with like the past twenty four hours of stories. there's There are ways to get around it. Absolutely. And anyway, uh, yeah. so that's Twitter the end stuff. of our new pilot for a show where Joe and I tr- essentially go to therapy and work some <laughs> stuff out. Uh, and we're back to talk about horror movies. I think today's main event will be a show that went under the radar when it initially premiered because it was on uh, USA, where uh, I believe char- characters welcome is there. No, they, slogan. Got a, they
1: got a new, they got a new slogan. No, TBS was characters welcome.
0: No, TBS was very funny. Oh. USA was characters welcome, but I think you're right. Now it's some like dramatic It's
1: like thing. some like dare to be bold or something yeah, like it's, that.
0: It's be yeah, it's be bold or something. Be, oh. be bold, yeah, yeah. Oh brother. Yeah. Um but yeah, we but they saw... got, they got they, well, they're getting the purge. Yeah, no, they seem to be doing good stuff now. I mean this suits show is, is still
1: on. I've never seen suits, but it's still on.
0: I've never seen suits, but I've after watching season two, episode one of The Sinner on USA, um, I realized Katherine Heigl is on Suits now, which is mind okay. blowing. Her career is cool. now USA TV show. Uh, it's the, that that's where she's at. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, season one of The Sinner, which is a USA Center. Network original, yep. is now on mm-hmm. Netflix, and now I everyone I know is watching it. And I, uh, Mandy, and I binged it in like a day. And it's I don't amazing. know. Yeah,
1: I don't know anyone who hasn't just binged the first season in preparation for season two. It's yeah. just like, like it's you, like, yeah, like, what, it was like less than a week ago, you were like, sinner. i had never heard about it. The moment I watched the first episode, it's like, yep, we're binging this whole it's, goddamn time. It has
0: a hook like 15 or 20 minutes into the pilot where it's like, oh my God, this show is amazing. And, yeah. and season two, which just started this week, did the same thing where it has mm-hmm. like a inciting incident and then the show is going to be all about that. And it's uh, basically, I would say, it's an anthology series, but there is a connecting th- character but mm-hmm. basically each season will now be some yeah. crime and then the aftermath of it um we'll talk about that
1: it's it's it's, it's got hints of true detective but it's not as pretentious and no not as it's
0: really it's really pulpy and fucked up and weird yeah
1: it's accessible it's really good i, I think the like because it's for usa they i feel like yeah it's not like breaking bad as far as the story but the perfect amount of like raciness and crime but also like 14-year-olds can watch it, 7-year-olds can watch it, and both find it equally as, like, entertaining and, you know, uh, out there without being, like, uh, it's not offensive or violent or sexual at all.
0: And it's very uh, artfully done, I would say. Mm -hmm. Isn't it Antonio Campos, the guy who did, like, uh, he's an indie director. He produces a lot of stuff. He directed that movie, what is it called, the one with Rebecca Hall, uh, Christine, The one about the the lady who killed herself, the news anchor.
1: Yes. Oh, he did that.
0: Yeah, and he did Simon Killer, which is a great movie. He did After School. He's this amazing uh, indie filmmaker, and he produces the show and he's directed a handful each season, including the pilot of the new one. Uh, Mm, So it's like, yeah, it's just a really well done show. So we kind of buried the lead there. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, yeah. and we're going to talk about, uh, dead night, dead, knight. Ni- dead knight, which is available on VOD now, but, mm-hmm. uh, we may, uh, save you a few <laughs> bucks. So stick around.
1: Yeah. And that's dead night with an N, not a K. It's not like a, uh, like a, a dead... Peri- uh, yeah, dead, dead, a dead, uh, like a knight's at the round table. No night as in that day.
0: Yeah. A, a Knight's tale, but he's dead. Um, yeah. so we'll talk about those two things. We're not going to bog you down with, uh, an hour and a half of bits and pieces from the past two weeks. Cause we've been gone. I just don't have the brain capacity to do that.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's been two weeks. There's a lot has gone on. That you probably probably slipped by its old news at this point. And we'll get, we'll get to the uh, features and what do we watch a lot quicker. Yeah. And Ooh. I,
0: I saw some stuff. What's up?
1: Great. So did I, Oh, I want to make a quick announcement for the people who usually turn off the pod halfway through. Uh, it has been approved, but I don't know when, I am going to be going to Blumhouse Productions or Blumhouse Studios here in Los Angeles sometime in the next two months to interview people over there. I'm assuming Jason Blum, but who knows? Anyway, um, so I will mention this for the next couple episodes leading up to said interview, uh, but if you guys have any burning Blumhouse cues you want me to uh, to ask them while I'm there, I'm going, I, I have my own questions, of course, but I will crowdsource the Blumhouse interview. Let's assume it's going to be Jason Blum, Uh, But obviously I'm doing it for work, Business Insider, but that's not to say that I'm going to also be conducting my own interview. Um, So we'll be getting that. I'm very, very, very excited to get in and talk to them, I'm sure, because Halloween is now around the corner. They're going to be doing press for everyone. Right. I'm assuming we will be able to talk to him, and if not him, someone probably well high up there in the studio. So Blumhouse interview coming soon. If you have any questions— Hit me up on the hit me up on the tweets or uh, give me an IG instant message right DM me on IG, or ask Brett and he'll tell me. Yeah, there's ways to get a hold of me. I'm not not that hard to find. Yeah, I got anyway. a
0: pigeon direct access.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah direct access pigeon. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited to be a Blum House exclusive.
0: That's very cool. Now yes. uh, we I guess we have two months to write a a life changing screenplay and get it to their offices.
1: Do you remember, like, years ago when we kind of first started this, like, with the first couple months, I think you had just left BI, we'd said or talked about something yes. on the pod, and then Graham was like, dude, take that down, like, it's kind of, what, what did we say that was so, like, he felt was so offensive? I was like I think we were just talking about... Working in journalism We were like I don't give a fuck About this dumb job Or something oh, like that Oh yeah Is that We it?
0: were just We were just talking Very cavalierly We were just
1: riffing About about news And we are like Eh this job kind of sucks I guess in retrospect Yeah it would have been good Like <laughs> To have like a, a BI employee And a former BI employee Just yeah, In context it wasn't that bad But out of context Speaking of things We take out of context For us to be like You don't give a fuck About the news I don't care what's going on In the world Like You know like Not good Not good to have out there I, I don't know why I was reminded of that <laughs> Well I'm glad we brought it up again so yeah. we can Well, we can hey, have... we we took that we took that out of that episode. We reposted it. So Did right. we? I don't yeah, think we did. so. Yeah, we did. Cuz I think I was editing that one so I at that time. <laughs> so I did it. it was really like 2 seconds. Just took it out and then we re-uploaded it. Like anyone fucking gives a shit.
0: Yeah, I'm uploading this one. So this this stays. Oh this... no. Oh god. So um, what have been up to
1: the last 2 weeks, buddy.
0: Oh my god. What have I been up to the last 2 weeks? I don't know. Summer's flying by. Oh, I've been. I went to two very nostalgic for me concerts in the past couple weeks. I saw Arctic Monkeys uh, in Queens, which is one of my favorite bands from many years ago. They were great. I'm a big fan of the new album, even though no one else at the show was. Uh, (laughs) It was a nice mix of old and new. And then this was really fun. I went to see uh, Kings of Leon. Oh, yeah. See, that's the reaction Ugh. I expected. I, Dude,
1: Rita, Rita, the uh, the oh, in they're the pricks. They're pricks. Dude, if I, uh, I that book, makes those guys like fu- could turn out like fucking assholes. They're
0: I've made peace with that. They're huge assholes. Uh, I was a big fan of theirs right before they broke when I was seeing them in Chicago at like the Aragon. What? Oh, like sure, that. yeah. And then I so a little, I, a I have a, I have a soft spot for them, but they've definitely leaned in. To like, we're selling out and being huge rock star thing, Fine. which is like w- whatever. Uh, but yeah, I hadn't been that impressed. The last I've seen, I've seen them a ton, and the last few times I've seen them, obviously it's been different. But this show, uh, they were the I think second night of this brand new venue in New York. Yes. Oh, oh it, it's called the Rooftop at Pier mm-hmm. 17. So it's just right on the seaport on the water. Yes. It's New York awesome. Sucks, man. New York sucks. <laughs> you're man, so dude. you're so out of it. You're so it's gone.
1: So oh yeah, you can see the skyline. Yeah. Twenty dollar beers, right? Goes right <laughs> by the Q train or whatever. Right, had over. there's perfect if you live in Manhattan, right? Beautiful. Ugh. Thumbs down. <laughs> New York uh, is over.
0: It was a beautiful venue. There's a beautiful view of the bridge right behind the stage. Very nice. So anyway, Kings of Leon, which I was expecting to just be like, okay, they're you know, they just finished a huge tour. They're going to play all the same set lists from that tour. But they were feeling nostalgic too, apparently, because they ended mm-hmm. up, for the first time in literal years, playing like all the old songs that I really like from like 10 years ago or actually the 12 13 years ago. What was that first record? Uh, the first one was Youth and Young Manhood. The second yeah. one is Aha Shake Heartbreak. And that's the one they played a uh, majority of. And it was so much fun. Uh, it was really funny because. Of course, the crowd they attract now is fans of their very popular newer stuff. So there's it's like, like a handful sex is on fire. What's that right, song? Right, yeah, "Sex, sex on, on Fire,", fire? and it's the Somebody. worst fucking
1: song ever. <laughs> the worst fucking song ever. Yeah, it's
0: not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone, it was just funny to see like the fans like me who were like singing along to all the old stuff, and everyone else was like, "Sex on Fire." Uh, it was it was a cool show. I had a great time. Very fun. Hey, speaking uh,
1: this, of shows, uh, yeah. two nights ago, Thursday night, I forget when we're recording this, a couple nights ago, I saw a real show. It was at <laughs> a place that like, was like a VFW hall, sort of. It was like a place that was turned into a venue where I saw Swearin' and Mike Kroll. So for those listening who like actual real rock music, uh-huh. check out my boy Mike Mike Kroll. Every record he has, fucking Smokes and Swearin', which has Allison Crutchfield of Waxahachie. Uh, they broke up and now they're back together. And both Mike Kroll and Swearin' are on tour right now, I think only on the West Coast. But the show fucking ripped. It was nice. so good. Couldn't have been more than 200 people there. Super loud, super great. Uh, no Kings of Leon. Uh, <laughs> that is a so. plus. Great show. It's funny. You got all that lame shit, and I got all the cool stuff. Uh-huh. Y- ying and yang.
0: I got cool <laughs> stuff on the horizon. But yeah, yeah I right. really indulged myself this summer and bought tickets to like everything that came through that I also yeah, would have bought tickets to 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, why I uh, TV on the radio is playing Dear Science yeah, in its entirety. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm definitely. Is it? Is that Terminal this, 5? No, it's at a newish place in Queens called the Knockdown Center. That record it, is very good. Yeah I, is, s- yeah, I saw them last time they were here, and it was great. But one of my favorite shows I ever saw was actually TV on the Radio, the year Nine Types of Light came out uh, at Pitchfork. It was such a good set. It was an amazing show. Great band. What else? Are you there? Did you disappear? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm here. You were just letting me ramble. Okay, I great. Talk.
1: I don't know. I don't have to always cut you off, do I? <laughs>
0: no. Um, I guess we could do a quick abbreviated, uh, B's and some P's if you want to drop a theme.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. uh, sex on fire. Okay. Whoa, bits and pieces. Is that to the theme of sex sex on fire? How's that go? You were almost. Sex is on fire. Is that how it goes? Kinda. Yeah. Whoa, bits (laughs) and pieces. Bits and pieces on fire. How's that?
0: Pretty good. I liked it.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Um, I don't have much pulled up here. I do have okay. this thing that I sent you the other day. Uh, Paramount won a bidding war for a movie called Meet Jimmy, mm-hmm. which is a short horror film from Dutch, from a Dutch filmmaker or two Dutch filmmakers, David Jan Geest and Tim Koomen. Uh, uh two.
1: She yeah, had two too hard to pronounce names.
0: Yes. So Platinum Dunes, which um,
1: Michael Bay, Michael
0: Bay's production company, and they ha- uh, Platinum Dunes has a deal with Paramount.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They got it, and mm-hmm. uh, they're turning this short horror film into a regular length horror film. Okay. And this is this is where things get interesting. When I read the premise of this movie, full details are being kept quiet. But the short revolves around a mysterious podcast that once oh. listened to has horrific consequences, much worse than the occasional ear bleeding and unpleasantness yeah. caused by what, listening what, what, to a podcast. What's
1: the, uh, what's the podcast? A bunch of Brooklyn comedians interviewing each other about how hard comedy is?
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Who yeah. fucking the- cares? <laughs> Uh, and of course, their source in the deadline article compared it to *The Ring* of obviously, and *A Nightmare on Elm Street* with a *Zeitgeist* hook. This couldn't be more of a yeah. boardroom executive uh, yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I'm Michael Bay was sitting around, he just said, so "Hey, Suri, what does what do kids like? Podcast. Okay, there you go. Horror podcast, horror movie. You know, *Platinum Dunes* is responsible, or at least they were involved in *A Quiet Place*. Yeah. So I can't, so I can't like. It's their fault first them big or Michael win. Bay, right? Yeah. Because they tried so hard to reboot Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. I think they also had something to do with was it The Hills Have Eyes or Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
0: Texas Chainsaw.
1: Yeah, they tried. They tried their hand at kind of reviving existing blockbuster horror franchises, and that didn't work for them. And they've, I I've, I've looked at the full roster, but they had a huge success with this original horror movie, A Quiet Place. I think that was their first or one of the first attempts. Oh, $330 attempt-
0: million. Dollars. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's like, okay, well, I guess they knew what they were doing on that one. Yeah, they're but, trying to replicate know. the success Podcast. of that
0: movie, but they're not going to with this premise. I mean, Kevin Smith's Tusk, which you brought up to me this morning, yeah. Uh, is is that premise? It's our yeah, podcast. Podca- yeah,
1: yeah. A podcast. who goes looking for a story. Gets turned into a fucking wall. Yeah, house. I mean. By the know- way, uh, Tusk is on Netflix. Everyone. So if you want to uh, watch what I would say the worst movie ever made,
0: uh, it's up there. It's yeah, terrible. I mean,
1: I, I would I would put it against. The Room and Mano's Hands of Fate and all the bird It's
0: it's definitely I, the worst movie that features Haley Joel Osmond and I've seen secondhand lions.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I
0: actually haven't either. I just yeah, remember not... that poster. Oh yeah. god. Um so anyway, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think meet Jimmy. You know what? If you're gonna do a horror podcast thing, why not do it as a podcast? I don't want to watch a horror movie about a podcast. Do a horror podcast. That sounds great. No one's how, done that the, yet. I already
1: is like, how the fuck are they gonna make l- like listening to a podcast scary in a movie? So I'm gonna watch people walking off the headphones, just being like, whoa, like as listening to some audio. Yeah. And then they're like. Yeah, and I'm seeing ghosts. Because like, the, yeah.
0: the ring at yeah. least had the videotape you could see. Yeah. In this, what would that scene be when someone's listening to it? Just like a a piercing noise and like people getting all fucked up? I don't know. Goodness. I'd have to see the short, but uh, who knows? Maybe uh, this is the start of a hot streak for uh, Platinum Dunes post A Quiet Place. We'll have to see. Yeah, maybe. Oh, what else do I have? Alex Garland, yes, of Ex Machina and Annihilation and all that good shit. Yeah, he's great. He's doing a FX limited series called Devs. We've talked Mm -hmm. about it before. I think the news here is that Nick Offerman is the star of it. And what is the yeah 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 a software engineer who. uh, Let's see, Lily Chan, a software engineer who investigates the secretive development division of her employer, a cutting-edge tech company based in San Francisco, who she believes are behind the murder of her boyfriend. Um, And Nick Offerman is the CEO of the company, and his obsession is the covert work of the company's development division. So it's a sci-fi murder mystery directed by Alex Garland, featuring Nick Offerman. Sounds really cool. FX yeah. has had uh, a lot of success with their shows. I ha- I can't think of one I don't like. Ah, yes, I can. Legion had promise uh, and didn't deliver for me. But everything else did, works.
1: Did you like the second American uh, crime story? I have now watched it one by the Versace.
0: Yes, it's fantastic.
1: Okay, good. I heard I heard conflicting things. Other people said it was really bad. but Oh, I, no.
0: It's really good. fucked up. It's really fucked up and good. Uh, let to check it out. It's definitely worth watching.
1: I mean, Alex Garland, the guy, he's great. He's He's on it. I'm glad he's doing a longer thing. So now we get a, whatever, eight hour Alex Garland movie, as opposed to a hour and a half one, both ex machina and annihilation are excellent on every level. And I could say that the worlds that they built for those movies, I could watch six more hours of either one of those movies or either one of those worlds. So him doing a show is great news. Sure, Offerman will just kind of breeze through and do that thing where comedic actors act serious and for a thing. And <laughs> great, all ha- all good news in this end. So I'm happy to hear that.
0: Right on. This is uh, this is an interesting one that I'll. It's a little in the weeds, but I want to talk about it. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice is currently reviewing uh, Paramount consent decrees governing how studios distribute movies to movie theaters. Good. Uh, yeah, let me read let me read this a little so we can get paint a picture of what's happening. So the Justice Department is reviewing the Paramount consent decrees that have governed how studios distribute films to movie theaters for the last seventy years. The DOJ announced this spring that it would begin examining older antitrust decisions to identify those that no longer protect competition. Uh, Antitrust Division Chief Makan Del Rahim initiated the review because these legacy decrees are open-ended. In the case of the Paramount decrees, the same rules have been on the books since a 1948 Supreme Court decision. Unreal. Yeah. Vestiges of the old system can still be seen across the country. Uh, In Westwood Village, the ancestral home of single-screen movie palaces, the Village Theater is still topped by a Fox sign left over from the studio's days controlling the theater. Uh, The decree's regulations ban various practices, such as block booking, a.k.a. bundling multiple films into a single theater license, circuit dealing, entering into one license that covered all theaters in a circuit, Uh, resale price maintenance, setting minimum prices on tickets, or overboard clearances, including uh, exclusive film licenses for specific geographic areas. As a result, distributors looking to clear high-revenue areas of major metropolitan areas had to redouble their selling efforts, though in recent years, the system of clearance has started to erode. So basically, this decision is going to affect how studios distribute movies, because in the past, it was illegal for a studio to like own the means of distribution you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like yeah. the theaters theater owners became a thing and now there's like the national nato <laughs> the national association of theater owners that's truly <laughs> a thing um so like this decision if they end up changing something could be could change how we watch movies
1: and yeah, how, how we go how, the the theater. how you get a hold of them yeah all these rules are put in almost a hundred years ago. Yeah, this like, is like get fucking real that we're still they were still like adhering to these ridiculous rules.
0: If you are a film fan who doesn't have that much of a grasp on the history of the studio system and the industry and stuff like that, there are tons of books you can read. But I suggest listening to the You Must Remember This podcast. It's been on for years now and there are multiple seasons and there are you'll learn everything you need to know about how the studio system used to work. And it is just baffling. Like the way they would contract actors and like, they just have the same actor in every movie for like decades. It's really, it was really wild.
1: uh, Music industry is the same kind of way. These like ridiculous one-sided rules and all these things. So you don't, you don't you realize, you don't realize when you see like the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever, you think like, Oh, these are the best things. It's like, no, 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 no. Like just the reason that movies are popular, the popularity of movies are their, distribution of how far they get have less to do with how good they are and everything to do with these like ridiculous laws and rules and contracts that go back a hundred years. So it really has a negative effect on the distribution of movies. But, you know, before these studios are making a shit ton of money, so who's gonna stop them? But I mean all this is kind of like a moot point. Uh if anyone has looked at a uh any sort of online news source in the past week, you would have learned that Apple is the first trillion dollar company. And I put that in the perspective that, uh, every other media company, for instance, together your Disney's and your time warners and all those, like the, at a total are worth like something like four or 500 billion. So like double the re- that. Yeah. The reason that that's so important is, you know, like, uh, Apple has been, They've already like completely conquered and 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 redone the music industry, and we're all kind of waiting for them to do something with uh, the film and television industry, which they're getting ready to do. Yeah, and it's I know someone a thing who where, just like,
0: up and moved to LA because they got a writing job on an Apple show. That yeah, he can't say anything about.
1: Of course, and not only like that, but like, not only are we like, are they gonna start doing like original content that's just gonna fucking lay waste to the entertainment industry, but also you talk about means of distribution. Every fucking person has an Apple laptop, Apple phone, Apple tablet, something Apple. So, an Apple wants to, and nothing in the world is stopping them from going. Hey, you know what? Paramount, all you guys, uh, starting you know next month on Apple TV, uh, all your theatrical movies are gonna be on our devices first, and you can't do shit about it. Of course, it's gonna happen. So it's like it's. I mean, they're they're about to lay into television and film the way they laid into the music industry, which is gonna fuck fuck up all these other bullshit studios with their hundred year contracts and deals and stuff like that. I mean, it's a sign of the times they're doing this now because they're, because the entertainment industry the distribution, the movie industry is losing money hand over fist because of, you know, it's been happening since the 2000 for all the things we talked about now. And that, that's why they're redoing. This It's not like the just the justice department just magically decided to do it this year or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it, it, with Netflix and, and and Hulu and Amazon. I mean, Amazon and uh, Google are really close to being trillion dollar companies as well. And they're not going to play by these rules. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't pick up a, there's not time to look at like, you know, BI or any tech news or talk about how, you know, Amazon's just completely redoing all types of way business are done. And when people try to sue them or the government steps in, they're just like, man, what the fuck what you do? Fine us a couple million? Big deal. So, you know, I think it's too little, too late. It's one of the few things that the movie studios and and, and theaters could have. You know worked out a couple decades to go to make it better for everyone but they wanted to be greedy assholes and no not want to take the initiative and this is just like i mean i kind of don't care what comes out of this whole thing because it's not going to matter in, in four or five years
0: good point good good rant i like it thank you thank you um and then yeah okay i saved the best for last here mm, what do you got? um it's just it's been a while since we talked about movie pass and so much <laughs> has happened so much has happened we used to, before MoviePass was popular, we were talking about it. And now. I like to think if you go back, if you go yeah. back,
1: we were, we were talking about the fucking shitty or how crazy MoviePass was long before it became hot. Oh, it for took sure. Off when, it took off when they were like that $10 a month unlimited movies. But yeah. Because you specifically, you got kicked off of it and you had to like work around it. Oh, I had a, a whole to- deal. Yeah. Because <laughs> out of nowhere, it was $100 a month for a while, right? Wasn't well, that yeah, a crazy deal?
0: Yeah. The crazy thing they did was for random. I would say, quote power users they uh gave us nine they made it ninety nine dollars a month for us, and then I had to cancel, but before that, I think I got booted off because uh, I was already on the beta program of having to take pictures of my tickets because they didn't mm-hmm. believe I was seeing excuse me seeing all the stuff I was seeing, and That's one so of the, funny. yeah, and one of those times I got. A ticket for the a different showtime than I checked in for, and I took a picture mm-hmm. of it and sent it, not thinking anything of it, and they were like, "In breach, you're gone." <laughs> so then I had to use my roommate's name for a while, but then they let me back when it when it became ten dollars again, yeah, or it something like that. Greedy. I think you also made yeah. you
1: made a lot of money off of that uh, technology company they use, right?
0: Yeah, the one that's now in the shitter terribly. Yeah. Right. You got
1: in. You got in there before it popped off, and then you got you got out in time.
0: I got in and out, and I made a quite a bit of a profit in like a week or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's if funny. I waited a day longer, it'd be all gone. But I that's got so out when I should have. If I got out at the peak, I would have made a lot of money. But I made yeah, like yeah. A, a good amount. Eh, good was, for you. It was ridiculous. Anyway, MoviePass. MoviePass wishes they uh, were just the person who grifted them <laughs> because <laughs> they're just burning through money still. So I think the the, tr- the series of events that happened was there was a night, like, last week, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, the 26th of July or something. On the 26th of July, there was just like, a widespread MoviePass didn't work. It was just out. It just didn't work anywhere. And then the next day, there was, like, an... Uh, a regulatory document like an SEC filing that someone dug through and found out that the service was interrupted that night because the company literally ran out of money they didn't have any more money to pay for the obscene amount of movie tickets they're paying for so they shut down they recalibrated they got a short-term loan with like an insane rate of return on or whatever you call it, like a terrible, terrible, terrible. It was, loan. A, it,
1: was it was, it was a payday. Loan. It was it really essentially was like, a payday loan, like yeah. the day after you don't pay it, it's like something like 15% a day or something that's just like they're like, you can't, like, something where it's like if you miss a payment or you don't come in on time, you're it will like the interest will just you're bury dead. you it's it's like over. instantly. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it was yeah. a horrible deal. I think, uh, uh, they received something. Yeah, they received five million in cash, but the loan was for six point two million. So they mm-hmm. they already are down a lot 5. on that yeah. on that loan. Uh, yep. So it's just like a mess. Uh, this whole thing happened, and then after all that happened, the app was like spotty at best. And then mm-hmm. uh, Mission Impossible was the big movie release last week, and that was like the the week this all happened. And then they straight up took Mission Impossible off of the app. And everyone yep. was like, what the fuck happened? I got lucky. I went opening day to see it Thursday. And I mm-hmm. went in the morning, 10 a.m., when the theater opened and bought my tickets with MoviePass for that night. So smart. I had Very my smart. tickets. And then they yep. canceled them. So I, I, I saw it with MoviePass. Um, but they took that movie off. And then I think it was J- Business Insiders' Jason Gracio that Shout got out the to story. Shout out Jason. Yeah, that got the story. That uh, at the meeting at the internal MoviePass meeting the next that week or the whatever that happened, the CEO basically admitted like yeah okay new rules shit's gonna <laughs> <laughs> shit's gonna be fifteen dollars a month instead of ten and uh, no no new releases it's basically gonna be uh, for the first two weeks or maybe three weeks of a blockbuster a quote blockbuster movies run you can't see it on MoviePass. What um, a deal! Yeah, so kind of like taking out the the, the biggest reason most people have it, probably. Uh, right. So basically, it's gone from a $10 a month unlimited, unsustainable buffet of movies and is now um, – it seems what they're pivoting to is it's going to go up five bucks – uh, and you're just—it's just, just going to be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening since then, this whole week, I've been—I've been still using it, and with with moderate success. And I have a friend. My friend Harris has gone four times in the past eight days, and he's gotten in no times zero. No because, kidding. Because were the
1: they app all news m- movies? Oh, um, okay.
0: No, it was just like. There were regular movies that were on the app when he looked at it, and then by the time he got to the theater, they were gone. That happened to me once. I tried to see The Equalizer this week, and it was showing up on the app at five ten or something. And by the time I got to the theater, they removed all the showtimes, and I could only get tickets for the eleven o'clock show. So yeah, like
1: like I like here's what's confusing too, because like I have the app still. Yeah, and I'm looking over it. You no know, new releases, not playing. Okay, I so see Equalizer. I'll click on that. What is it yeah, okay. So right, it is showing the showtimes. It has a little lightning bolt. What is that? So that's the. Uh, let me see how much it is. Surge pricing. So if I want to see the equalizer, it's an extra six dollars.
0: That's reasonable. I would do that. Oh, I'm looking at mine now. And this morning, this morning they were all there, and I could see uh, there was a major a number of movies I could have seen. And now I'm looking, and it's just there's no more showtimes for the night. It's just it says every time I click on a theater, it just says there are no more screenings tonight which is incorrect. They're just like, my new theory is that they have a daily quota of money they hit and they have to stop now because it seems like like, I went yesterday at two o'clock and because it was the first time available in the app, even though there was 11 o'clock showings at the theater, there was the first showing of the day was two o'clock for them. So I went at two, Mm -hmm. Um, Mandy and I both got tickets on our movie passes and we saw the spy who dumped me, which was whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, then Harris went that same night to try to see the same thing, and he just it was gone. He couldn't do it. So I'm pretty sure there's like a there's a t- like again earlier today I checked I could have seen something. If I wanted to see the five o'clock equalizer, I could have gone to the theater, checked in, bought my ticket, and come back. It would have let me worked. ask you a question then. Yeah.
1: Do you think so? They're doing it. Where they have a figured out like how many tickets they need to sell where they make money. Well, they're making money off of it until a certain point where the more people use it, the less they make. Right. So they like kind of like a, a threshold And in New York like,
0: especially, it's very unprofitable. Yeah, I'm sure in like the buttfuck states, they're doing fine right now. Uh, yeah. But in, on the coasts, it's not working at all.
1: Well, I canceled mine last week for this exact reason. When I heard it was... It, it was and I hate these articles that are going around where like, you know, it's still a pretty good deal if you see this many... People are just being like entitled and this and that. It's like, no, 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 no. Like... like It's uh, how long was iTunes out before they kind of changed the ninety-nine cent model? And even even if you want to put that aside for a second, like like I have the iTunes, the Apple Music, it's a dollar a month, whatever, it's ten dollars a month. I can listen to anything I want. Ten dollars, ten dollar rate. You know, I listen to one album. I listen to a thousand albums. Listen to the new Travis Scott, or listen to some old, you know, Misfits LP or whatever. Same fucking price. If they just started in this thing where it's being like, uh it's fifteen dollars now. And if you want to listen to the new Kanye records or the new, you know, whatever Travis Scott and Nicki Minaj just came out, that's an extra two dollars to listen or to download it to your thing. All these rules. I'm like, Well, actually it's way cheaper than still buying. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like this is ridiculous. You can't like you're the one with the shitty business model. I agree. You can't it's change ridiculous. the games halfway through. It's it's, yes. it's stupid, it's preposterous. And I reason I canceled it, to be honest, was
0: You don't go very much.
1: I don't go that much. I don't go more than once a month, so it was like maybe it was borderline a deal for me. But just this nickel and diming and changing the rules and stuff and just like – I think it's hilarious
0: because I kind of – Yeah, go ahead.
1: I go so infrequently that it's still like I'd rather pay a little more money and buy my tickets ahead of time. And have
0: some fucking dignity.
1: No, just, just to be like, oh, I want to see a movie, and I'm going to buy it online now and not worry about it. The movie pass, still just didn't like this thing of like, well, I got to get there to do it, and I got to be in the lobby. You know, I want to see it. I'm worried about something selling out. Like, I hate that remote didn't have it, so like we still had to buy a ticket when we get there, so we couldn't go to the theaters with the assigned seating. I see. if we did that, then I – you know what I mean? It, was just, it just was not work applicable to my life enough. Yeah. No, so fuck it.
0: So for me, I'll tell you, the reason I have no problem with that – they can – again, I'm a person – who's had it since it was $50. So I, at the price point it's at, I think it's unreasonable and an an insane deal. So of course I'm gonna keep it. I'd keep it up until $50. Um, But here's the deal with basically what the app's gonna be now. Because for $15 a month in New York City, You can still get your money's worth because the way – the thing I care about most more than I care about the mainstream blockbusters is I could use my movie pass to go to Lincoln Center, IFC Center, Metrograph, The Quad, all the, the art house theaters, and I can still do that. With, with mm-hmm. the $15 a month because that's what – my favorite thing about this this rebrand or whatever you want to call it is they're pretending like it's they're doing it to save indie film. They're like, oh, we're not going to support the mainstream movies, but you can go see the arthouse stuff and support the arts, which is a bullshit, disingenuous excuse on their end. But mm-hmm. I use it that way, and I will use it that way. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping my $15 a month movie pass. I will use that for rep screenings, like screenings of old movies at those at those theaters I mentioned, screenings of new uh, independent movies. I think the rule on movie pass is if it's in 1,500 theaters or more, it's considered a wide-release blockbuster or whatever, and it won't be on the app. But I saw Spy Who Dumped Me this weekend, and I read a little bit more about it and was wondering why that movie was available. I think now what their game is is they're trying to get studios to pay them or something to let uh let let their movies be on the app. You know what I'm saying? Because like spy who dumped me let let that happen. I bought a ticket with MoviePass and this is after they have since blocked, you know, Christopher Robin you can't see and Mission Impossible you still can't see. So I think it's like case by case or depending on what t- the kind of movie. It seems like some sketchy shit's going on. Anyway, I don't care about that. I'll keep my fi- I'll pay the 15. I will see if I see one movie at an art house a month, it's paying for itself. And then I'm going to sign up for the next time I want to see a blockbuster. Um the first thing I'm going to do is go to AMC and get sign up for AMC's new A list. Which is basically Is that what they're called? Yeah, it's what their movie pass is called. It's Three movies a week, uh, you can buy it online ahead of time, you can get IMAX, you can do 3D, mm-hmm. you can do anything you want, and including, like, say Star Wars tickets go on sale six months in advance, you can use one of your free movies to buy tickets to that and reserve it, which is a okay, huge deal It's for a me. big deal, yeah. Um, so this three movies a week situation costs $20 a month. So, for me... So you have to see
1: two a month to make it worth it.
0: In New York or in LA, you have to see one a month and you're $5 away from being, being a deal. Yeah, so I guess two, so. two yeah, would so go two. over, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you're a person who cares about mainstream movies or like just wants to see what's out there for a cheap price, twenty uh, AMC A-List is fine. I personally don't like AMC. I don't like that I have to give them money to do this, but it's just... it's For someone who goes to the movies as much as I do, it'd be... A stupid financial decision for me not to have it. Because I see I agree. most of my movies at AMCs anyway because they're just – that's, that's what's here. They're everywhere. So for me, so now my all-in, $20 for AMC, $15 for MoviePass, I'm still paying $35 and getting virtually unlimited. So I'm fine with that. Okay. So that's my piece, and I've said it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm back to just get, buying a la carte. Classic. Just to just do Old it that fashioned. way. Not, not thinking about it. You know, it goes back to what talking about the Twitter with like the open loops. It was just another thing that I'm constantly like.
0: I have to get value out of this.
1: Yes. I just am I going enough? What am I doing? Is this really like, you know, I'm like almost being like, I guess I'll see a movie this week just because I have to like get enough. Of it. I'd rather just like get it off my plate and be like free up the mental and it's taking up too much RAM mental, you know, too much memory in my head to be like, oh, fuck, I got to see a movie this month. You know, I I don't like a lot of these things kind of hanging over my head. So, got rid of it.
0: All right. Let's move on to uh, a three, uh, a two, uh, a one. What What
1: did you you watch? Good harmony on that one.
0: Yeah, I tried to match your pitch. I think I nailed it. Um, You can go ahead. Tell me what you watched.
1: So if everyone was wondering where I was the last two weeks, I was flying to Key West and then the Bahamas for the final Travel Dares episodes. By the way, the show is over. I will not be traveling, I don't think, too exclusively for the rest of the year. So we're back. We're off summer hours. We're back to uh, back to the full schedule. I know everyone was so worried about where I was. But you know what that means? I fly in a plane, and therefore I watch the big budget movies. So oh, I finally yeah. got a chance to see, we we'll will go, go down the list, saw uh, the Justice League. The Justice League. Oh,
0: God. Oh, Isn't it horrible?
1: That movie, it's, it's it's the worst one out of all of them. When I saw Suicide Squad, I was like, "Well, this sucks," but it's almost like baffling or humorous how bad yes. it is. But Justice League is like the Suicide Squad without even like the comedy. I was like, "Well, this like fucking sucks like on every level." First of all, at what point did we just all decide that Aquaman's gonna be like this cool badass guy? <laughs> yeah, it's Aquaman was so almost, weird. like the wackest one, and why is the Flash a kid? Like, the whole thing about like why they assign these new personalities to these um. These superheroes. It wasn't before, you know. Aquaman was just another like, you know, dapper kind of guy and whatever. Anyway, so uh, I was just taken by it. I I, I I feel like Batman versus Superman. They did a little bit of Aquaman in there, right? Did they, or they kind of like hinted towards him? Um,
0: they hinted towards the rest of them. I don't think yeah. he was in it for a second.
1: Trying to make they're trying, trying to make Aquaman Han Solo. It's not happening for me. The fuck out of here. He's whack. Aquaman's stupid. Then again, uh, so I thought-
0: you saw the trailer for the for Aquaman solo movie, and you said it looks like. Gods of Egypt style fun, did you not?
1: Oh, it looks like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'll see it, like the way but when I said Gods I didn't think Gods of Egypt was a good movie. I thought it was a ridiculous. Oh, I movie. think
0: it rules.
1: Oh, really? No, I didn't think it rules. I was I was very amused by it, and I think I'll probably be as amused by Aquaman. Did James Wan do Aquaman? He did. See, that right there kind of makes me wonder that he doesn't strike me as having too much of a sense of humor uh so i don't know I, I will probably end up seeing it depends on where i'm flying i still haven't seen, <laughs> I still haven't seen wonder woman i have no interest in seeing that it's uh, it's
0: probably the best it's th- definitely the best of the dc you should definitely get on a flight so you can check that movie out okay
1: anyway uh, justice league was terrible incredibly stupid uh no redeeming quality to it at all i could not, not even
0: not even a villain that like matters it's just like terrible yeah who was
1: that guy Who like who cares it's nobody his name was, I don't remember his name because because he was called Steppenwolf. It was just and some I like CGI
0: bullshit. Like it wasn't it was so bad. What happened of good villains in superhero movies? Like they're all just CGI bullshit. I don't CGI
1: know. No, why doesn't all the Marvel ones, it's like, oh yeah, these guys, like ones that I've heard of, at least I've heard of Thanos. But in a, yeah. And in, in, like, what? where's, uh, who was the DC guy? Dr. Doom, right? I really don't know. Probably
0: not. not Lex yeah. What the fuck was
1: Lex Luthor in this whole thing?
0: Yeah, he Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs Superman. He's probably got killed or something. I don't remember. That no, no, no. Because trash. because of the
1: post-credit sequence, he's having them. They they're like they allude to he's escaped from jail. Jesse uh Lex Luther. Oh has. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a meeting with a guy who looks just like Deadpool, but I'm assuming it isn't Deadpool. And they're like, he's like, have you heard of this Justice League? I think it's time we got a league of our own. So I think it's gonna be a uh, Legion of Doom.
0: I forget what right. that one is. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't stay for the credits because I
1: fucking can't stand that, move, it was that so movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the only only funny thing, although you could see it online, is I guess Henry Cavill had to go back for some reshoots. Oh yeah, mustache the mustache for some movie. Yeah, for and, and Mission Impossible
0: Six, which I'll talk about shortly.
1: Oh, good for him. Well, at least it was like for a good movie. Full
0: circle. We'll talk about yeah. both Cavill mustache things.
1: So they shot some scenes, some close-up scenes. Some fucking right in and fucking right in 4K on his face with they CGI'd out his mustache, and it looks preposterous. It looks
0: hilarious. It's like it's a big bunch of If
1: like. yeah, Anyone hasn't seen it wants to know what it looks like. Look in the mirror and start saying stuff and try to tuck your top lip under your over your teeth, yeah. like you're just like I don't want to show my top lip or teeth like that. Like like if you're doing an impression of an old man who's like hey, I'll tell you, Sonny. It was like that. He just <laughs> he just has this like. I'm not moving my upper lip. I have uh, no, I'm not going to show you my teeth. It looks so fucking stupid. This movie, you know, Aquaman goes underwater to a whole town underwater. You know, there's a whole like, you watch these action sequences and they're fucking incredible. And then like they can't make this guy's face look normal without a fucking mustache. Idiotic. It's insane. Truly insane. How long long does it take for Henry Cavill to regrow his mustache? A week?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It I very he was just specific. like specific. He's like fuck that like, movie. Yeah.
1: Of course, he's like, wait, these Mission Impossible movies this Tom Cruise. They like, I haven't seen them, but they're considered like you haven't seen them. Oh, they're I've only amazing. Seen one, two, and three. I've only seen one, two, and three. But, I thought three was dumb, so I was like, I'm done with this.
0: Uh, four is the best one. It's like a live action okay. cartoon, and then six is the next best one.
1: Okay. Anyway, uh, that uh, I feel like yeah, he was like. Uh, uh, he just like, I'm making the Mission Impossible my top priority. Fuck this Superman shit. I mean, can you imagine being in those movies? They're really – they of, know they're bad. Mind. Yeah. But yeah, like you just you, like at least um, Wonder Woman, Gail Godot, if that's how it's pronounced, at least she's becoming like this feminist icon, and you've said the movie's good, so good for her. But every single person in that movie – who, by the way, signed on for it like eight years ago because it takes fucking forever to make – and now they must be like, this is like the most humiliating thing. It's like embarrassing to be in these movies. That kid who played the Flash, I'm sure when he got that, he's like, I'm gonna be a superstar. Now he must be like, thinking about growing a beard and changing my last name. I mean, he's so he's this character's so obnoxious in it. He's like every every line is like this one-liner like, uh, did that just happen? Uh, guys, is is this weird? What's going on here, guys? Um, don't he's go a, there. He's like the
0: neurotic Jew superhero.
1: Why? Why is he like this? Why is he, why is he twelve? Like <laughs> isn't isn't Spider-Man in DC? Isn't he going to be in this thing? No, no he's I don't know. Marvel, buddy. Whatever. So they're trying to have their own Spider-Man. I think the Flash is so uninteresting for a guy who can go as fast as the speed of light. Uh, the solo
0: the solo Flash movie has been in development for years, and like five directors have left. It like is it, never going to happen.
1: Is he still going to do it? Are they yeah, it was out? supposed
0: to be him, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Really,
1: <laughs> I heard uh, they want to do. They want to get a new Batman. Yeah, the whole—it's
0: uh, all a debacle.
1: It's—it's it's incredible how much of a mess this whole thing has been. Considering like, you know, it was like a guaranteed home run. It's like how could, how could they fuck, how could they fuck this up? But they have, and they have greatly. Obviously, this isn't news to anyone. But I finally saw it, and yes, it is terrible. Another huge blockbuster movie that people said was bad. I'm gonna be honest with you. Going in with low expectations. I kind of liked it. I think it was great, but I enjoyed or were amused by Ready Player One.
0: That's exactly how I felt. I wanted to hate it, and yeah. I was like, that was totally fine, and that Shining sequence is amazing. Yes.
1: So it's, it's absolutely worth it, even to see in the theater, even though it's not there anymore. But however you can see it, see it, because there's a sequence in it without giving too much away. They basically have to go into the Shining to get a clue. Fucking incredible sequence. It's really it cool. Is, incredible yeah. the way they make it look like because the world they go into the oasis they keep it looking video gamey which is a little off-putting for me like the like the cgi character they look a little more avatar-y you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like, eh, this is but they can look however they want to look so i'm like okay fine i get it but then when they go into the shining it looks like the movie like the like their cgi characters in the film and either they they transferred the film or recreated it. I don't know how they did. I wonder how they did there it. There is an recreated.
0: article. I'll send it to you. Um, oh, it's yeah.
1: It's beautiful. And the juxtaposition of those I mean, it's a
0: fucking Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool.
1: They did it, they did it right. And and one character that, that that they go in with had never seen The Shining, and you kind of follow that character along. So they're to- all types of fucked up with the blood and the room 237.
0: Yeah.
1: Really, really that that sequence alone is worth seeing. And it's perfectly fine. It kind of it kind of a. Uh, craps out at the end it's yeah coming. yeah
0: it loses yeah. steam but like when it when it's when it's working it's working really well
1: oh awesome. the first the first the first challenge of that
0: race yeah it's awesome oh, it's, it, it's amazing it's fun um yeah. i think we talked about it when we when i reviewed it on the pod before but i think we talked about how like everyone takes the movie as like a you know the the source material of being like a celebration of all the shit and like the mm-hmm. the references and stuff but like look how bleak the world is in, yeah. with, within the movie, like it's like this, like h- trailer park stacked on top of each other, like yeah, just this definitely. horrible dystopia. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like a the, s- yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: the, the nth degree of capitalism, where literally a handful of companies have everything and everybody else has nothing. Yeah, it's very it's, fascinating. It was. It was. Uh, it's
0: better than I thought it would be. I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, it it was better than I thought it would be. Someone had said, and I don't know if I read this online or someone told me this, that originally, in, or in the book, it isn't The Shining. He has to go into an episode of Family Ties. Is that true? And what? In the book? In the book, yeah. Oh. Did you read it? No, I never read it.
0: I never read it but that's really funny. Good upgrade. And,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, and again, and I guess also in the book, it's only '80s references, and the movie they expanded to like all pop culture. Again, very glad that they did that. Although The Shining is came out in 1980, so, but still, um, it's not bad. I think it'll be. It's probably streaming now. Oh, it's definitely streaming now. I would say check it out. Uh, the ending is gonna be like whatever, but yeah, the first hour of the movie like fuck, like holy shit, this movie actually kind of rules um and then i saw oh last night mo and i yes i mo and i saw a movie that i would argue is a horror movie although people disagree saw the coming of age movie eighth grade which
0: oh man i think i called it grueling i I don't don't know how harrowing just hard to watch (laughs) i can't
1: think of another movie i've seen the theater recently that i watched through my fingers yeah i was like just the whole i was just like oh i kept just like Leaning in the mo, like oh god, no, no, I no, know. no, 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 no. I, it it's is. The, it's
0: the best movie about like social media use yet because it doesn't, it it's sympathetic while also being like, look how fucked up this is. You know, it's not like it is, she's yeah. so stupid. It's like this is the world they these kids are fucking growing up in, and like you got to yeah, deal it, with it.
1: It really shows, yeah, the, the, how they, like, it, it. So I have, a, I, I guess I'm lucky in experiencing the anxiety and stressful, you know, teenage years, and then becoming adult. And ingratiated into the stressful, anxiety ridden social media platforms that, I, as an, as an, and not like, you know, I just got into it as i was in the mid 20s, you know, but it, it still was like, I saw I wasn't like a completely formed person, but at least I had an idea of what was going on in the world. The idea of having to deal with social media and becoming a teenager is like, holy fucking shit. I know. Like this, and they even make reference to school shootings in that to be like, oh, and also the anxiety of like, oh, that's so fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. So it is technically, but I mean, what this movie does really well, I noticed is watching it, and I think a brilliant thing that, he, that, he, that Bo Burnham did with this movie, it isn't about most most movies when they go to like, here's how much it sucks to be like a kid in school, like a teenager. I mean, she's in eighth grade, obviously What's called. So what are you, 13 in eighth grade?
0: Something like that, yeah. Most
1: movies that take place this when they focus on kids, they focus on kids getting like made fun of and bullies and being the target of like, you know, a lot of unwanted attention. What I loved about this movie is she's com- almost completely ignored. Which in ways is worse, which yeah. I can def- – Mo- I, I think uh, I think most people can 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 yeah. can relate to just being a nobody versus Mo- someone most who's terrorized. quiet. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. Mo- yeah. Most movies about how awful high school is or grade school is, it's like, oh, I'm being picked on and the girls make fun of me. And, you know, oh, these – one embarrassing thing after next. But her embarrassing moments are just moments where literally no one notices her. And she tries to talk her, to people. Yeah, she, tries to come yeah. out, she tries to kind of like open up and like – be more outgoing and just people are just looking at their phones being be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Great. Yeah. And like, she, she, just she can't like,
0: even, she doesn't know how to socialize and like just painfully yeah.
1: awkward moments of being like literally nothing. And the only, and like when you get a, te- it's like nothing like your dad asking her a question or the teacher, like pointing out to her and it's cool. And it's being like literally nothing and no one's even paying attention. But her point of view is like, and our point of view therefore is like, this is the most excruciating moment of her life. And we feel for her every second of the way. T- terrifying. Like, yeah. In the situation and she was into a pool yeah. party. Oh my god. I know. Oh my the whole cuz I know how movies work. I knew like the second she was invited to it, I know she's going. The mine I just I was just like saying like don't go to the party. Just don't go to the party. Just don't, don't go, go to yeah. the fucking party. Don't she does not want you the, there. The way her
0: friend invited her on Instagram. Not even her friend, the girl. She's like, My mom yeah. told me to tell you to come, so this is me doing that. Like
1: Yeah, just because uh, all but doesn't want her. It's like, dude, get a fucking clue. Nobody wants you. They're pulling. and then she shows up and she comes out in her fucking bathing suit. And it's like, Oh God, everything about this is a fucking nightmare. Who hasn't had that? I who will yeah. I you will know, say been forced to go to a thing they didn't want to go to, and just every second it's been fucking torture.
0: I think it was so harrowing for me. I didn't when like I'd say the first first 40 minutes or so like I was like I don't know why people love this movie so much. Like I'm so uncomfortable. Was is this fucked up? But like it's so rewarding by the end, I think. Like I would say so. Uh, so yeah. the scene like I'm I want to ruin the like there's like a scene the the the, the second to last scene with her and that kid oh, it was yes, really yes, yes. rewarding and cute. Yes, and, right. Like it was just a really good. I'm like so happy for Bo Burnham. who's like the most like so he's so annoyingly he's like donald glover and then he's like annoyingly successful like everything he does is so good i'm like fuck this guy's but also great. his
1: his just transition from being this musical Fucking comedian fine guy with like yeah. dorky like videos and stuff like i never i just he wasn't for me i remember, I remember when he came out with his album oh one of those moments yeah. one of the, that was a because i was doing comedy in chicago yeah and this was like there's this kid bo burnham and i watched his because i was doing videos yeah and i just watched him just being like yeah, I'm old. Like that was the official – when that kid because before I was like, oh, I want to be like do comedy and be you know cutting edge who doesn't? You know, and the first time I saw his stuff, I was like, okay, it's official. I'm an old guy because the kids love this, and I have no connection to this. But I just thought it was just an annoying. Yeah, I'm, but then I don't know where he's he was directing he directed Gerard Carmichael special. He directed Chris Rock special. Yeah, and, and he can direct. I was like, wow, this kid, like I was like very surprised because I just had it in my mind as like this obnoxious comedy music kid right well i i I never
0: i never watched his like youtube videos or vines or whatever he did but i loved his like his i guess you'd call it a one hour comedy special his first one with Mm -hmm. it's more like a one-man show that incorporates you know his music but also like just insane like production like um, watch his um his thing i think he, it's called what is the first one yeah it's, yeah, yeah, uh, it's I, so good i
1: think i'm gonna go back and check it i just avoided it because i'm like oh yeah just oh man it is, it, is, it, is, it is comedy music no thanks
0: it's brilliant i thought and it's like a, it's like a whole the whole it's like a whole thing it's very well thought out it just well, here's uh, you, yeah
1: here's go. what you'll find maybe because find, you've seen it uh so i would i would tell everyone listen but more importantly watch on youtube his uh his H3 H3 interview. Do you ever watch H3 H3 or oh, listen to that guy? Uh-uh. Ethan Klein. He he was a, he did YouTube videos too. He's he's pretty funny. He's more of like a more of a a YouTube critiquer. You know, he had longer videos and he eventually started a a live stream podcast. That's also like I don't want to say like Joe Rogan, but at the same time he films it and records it. So he's, he's had some really good guests and he had Bo Burnham on there um, a couple of weeks or a month ago or whatever, you know, plugging this. And Bo was very open about how he has real, hang on. My wife is making noise. It's okay. Bo is open about how he really struggled with, has been struggling with anxiety for years. Oh yeah. I was talking about when he was doing that, uh, what tour or when he was touring. And even I think it's the one that he filmed, he had a panic attack in the middle of it, or he was having panic attacks on stage constantly and it was just like, you know, before he was like, oh, I'm just like super nervous or this is unique to me because I'm this like have this celebrity and who else can I talk to about it? And it wasn't until he finally started going to therapy. It was just like, no, you're having anxiety issues. And regardless of your success or your attention you're getting right now, like this is something that everyone deals with. You just and this re- journey. You just reminded
0: of- me. That he did an episode of Pete Holmes's podcast. He he's actually done three episodes of Pete Holmes's podcast, and each yeah. one of them is revelatory in a different way. But there's one <laughs> of them where he talks about why he stopped smoking weed. That like literally made me stop smoking weed for like you know a short period of time, <laughs> but, but a weekend, yeah, something like that. But you no, know, it was really, it was really fascinating, and I you should definitely listen to that. And it's all he talks about is his his, his pro, I don't know. It was he's an interesting dude. I think he's very really
1: yeah. I think I think um. You know, the Donald Glover comparison is really good in the sense that, like, both Donald Glover and Bo Burnham for me, when they came out, it was, I was like, Isn't this person great? I would watch the stuff and be like, Oh, this sucks. I think the videos were stupid. I think I I thought, I personally thought that what was that group that he was in? Derek?
0: Derek Comedy, yeah. With I hated D- all that shit. DC Pearson. I th- yeah. And yeah.
1: I th- when that, that was another thing where, like, maybe it was just a young, bitter kid who wanted to be yeah. having his own viral success. But, and, you know, the whitest kid you know was nothing. When this came out, I was like, this shit isn't funny. It looks professional, but it's still, you know, they get, but all, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, but I would write them off like, oh, they do like that fucking mainstream bullshit comedy I don't like. But they all came out outside of nowhere. It's like, wait, these guys are actually like really smart and really good. So I think I'm going to give Bo Burnham a, a second look. I was, I was so impressed with this. I've been very impressed with his interviews. Uh, I thought he did an excellent job with Chris Rock's special and Gerard Carmichael's. Yeah, and no, but Gerard the, but Carmichael's
0: to, is incredible.
1: It's like But I also think if you yeah. listen, if you when you say revelatory, I, when I was listening to Eth, or I was listening on the H three, H three podcast, it's like well, oh, Bob Burnham's like actually like well spoken and has a oh, lot yeah, of. Really oh no, like, yeah, no, it's mind blowing. Yeah, that's good. Wow, really. So, uh, anyway, but going back to eighth grade, must see. If you got, hey, if you're looking for a really hard movie to watch, a movie that is scary, a movie that is panic inducing, a movie that's anxiety inducing, I'm telling you, eighth grade. See this movie. See it right away. You will be terrified. Yeah. Especially if you are a girl, this movie will hit all those notes, and you'll just be like, "Oh god!" Like it is all that uncomfortable shit. When she starts hanging out with the older kids, oh, Uh, I know, dude. It's a nightmare. This this movie's a a nightmare. The movie's a sustained nightmare. And what's 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 perfect about it is all those moments. This girl goes. She sits there. She tries to fit in, and you're just like. Every second is torture for you. It's not made. I mean, there are some major moments in it. for the most part, it's not. She's the biggest loser. No one's trying to humiliate her. No, there's not some dumb elaborate plot to like make her things. You know, it's none of that fucking bullshit. It's just a very spot on telling of what an eighth grade girl has to go through. Yeah. With social media and how it integrates in their life. And also, this girl has no female role models. Her mom's not around. She doesn't have a sister. She doesn't have any friends. It's trying to navigate this life of being a girl with no friends and no role model. And all you have is YouTube videos trying to uh, get people to watch her YouTube videos herself. It's holy fuck, dude. It is so anxiety-inducing. I'm, pu- I'm going to put it on my end-of-the-year best horror movies.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Right? Spoiler I, alert. I could Oof. yeah no it, I agree great. I agree with you yeah highly recommended
0: all right you are done that's it yeah, yeah. Well, all about this you. stuff yeah. uh I saw Mission Impossible 6 I'm a I'm and? a huge fan of the franchise uh everyone was just hi- hyperbole surrounding this movie for weeks and weeks everyone just saying it's the best action movie ever blah, blah blah um I will say it's it's great it's a great Mission Impossible movie I don't think it's even the best Mission Impossible movie uh I think the fourth one's a little better, but it's it delivers everything you want from the movie, uh, these types of movies. The action sequences are very memorable. These are the only movies where, like, the stunts actually matter and, like, Tom Cruise does crazy, crazy, crazy shit, and it all ends up in the movie. Um, it's great. If you like big action spectacles, you have to see this movie. See it on the biggest screen you can. Uh there's really nothing more to say about it. Scientology must be like a real thing that works because I don't underst- <laughs> I don't understand Tom Cruise. Like he's insane and he's survived all these Is movies. That right? He um, jumped he jumped out of a plane like ninety six times or something for to film. Yeah, this. he does all the stunts. That's right. And I mean. like he yeah, he he learned how to fly a helicopter for this insane helicopter chase scene. And then, like, he he when he, while he was learning to fly the helicopter, he flew the helicopter that he was going to skydive out of, flew it up there, and then switched pilots, and then fl- jumped out of it. He's just, he's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else did I see? The Spy Who Dumped Me, the Kate McKinnon, Mila Kunis movie. It was okay. It's, like, so hit or miss. Like, you know, dumb script that's been sitting around forever, just a vehicle for, t- It's just a two-hander. Two funny mm-hmm. people in it. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, sure. Kate McKinnon's so good that like it's la- it's funny enough. Oh, she's great. Yeah. She's so great, but like she needs better. Like once she gets a good director and like good material for her, she's gonna be so fucking huge. But she does what she can. It's very funny at times, but at other times it's pretty boring. All in all, uh, worth watching on like Netflix, but not worth yeah, going to see.
1: I feel like uh, Mila Kunis. Uh, she's so, at some point. Yeah. She hasn't. Her t- her team was like. At all. I know. I mean, she, Hey, she's beautiful, but at some point something happened with her team or whatever she was talking to over there. She's just like, I want to be a big comedy star. Yeah, it's weird. And I guess, and I, and I guess her first introduction to us was that, you 70's, know, that show. 70s show. That seventy show. So no, she can do comedy, but just here's just the, like, she can do comedy, but she's too self aware. I mean, every comedy she's been in, she's like also is like super beautiful. Yeah, and, like, like an
0: extract, which is a movie I really like underage you know what i mean Like, yeah. just
1: just like she's not playing a character other than like this like beautiful woman who's like in these situations it's a lot of like her like be- being like something happens and she's like really like that's that's like uh, that's like because i'm sure she wants to be a big movie star so of course she has to like look glamorous all the time i just i don't i don't find her to be that funny and in comedies it's like i look at her i'm like just she's taking herself way too seriously to to make it like Jen, the way like Jennifer, she's Jennifer Aniston is the best way I would put it. Remember Jennifer Aniston? She was on French. She was like on the, the biggest sitcom of all time, and now every Jennifer Aniston movie that's like a comedy, it's like, she's not funny. Yeah,
0: that's you know a good mean? point. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought about that.
1: Someone I, I was thought, telling yeah. me I was talking with John Ennis, name drop, Mr. Show, and he was telling me that um, that movie that she was in, I think it came out recently. Where she's like the wife to like Jason Sudeikis. What's a movie where it's like a family comedy and she's the wife?
0: Family comedy. They- oh, oh, meet. The, uh, were the Millers?
1: Maybe that was it.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the one.
1: The person who was directing it was getting frustrated because, you know, because she did because she was in Friends, so you can't tell her nothing. She's just always like making faces and like big like reactions and, blah, and like, and they were getting upset because they were like. We can't cut away to her because she, you know, it's all wacky. And then like she won't just sit still, and like she won't tone it down, and she's not listening to the director. So what they did was, without her knowing about it, they would every time they would set up the cameras for her sh- for her shots, without telling her, they would tell the camera person or like whoever to like roll when she was like kind of sitting there waiting.
0: They would use that. <laughs> yeah, and
1: get like two minutes of her just kind of sitting there staring blankly, and that's what they would cut to, because she wouldn't stop fucking mugging, because she's Rachel from Friends. That's you know what so mean?
0: funny. Holy shit. And I
1: guarantee Mila Kunis is the same way. Who's going to tell her, hey, you know, it'd be a lot funny if she did it this way. She's like, yeah, that 70s show. Yeah, ask about me. Like, I'm fucking, whatever, that character. I'm married to Ashton Kutcher. Nobody tells me what to do. All right, all right, all right, fine. You know what I mean? Like, so they got to edit around her ego, basically. You know, I'm sure does just... Both of them, they must have this like I have to be in it this much. I must look this beautiful. We must use this product. some you know, I get final you know saying my my close-ups. Just, I got to be in it fifty percent of the time. You know, like she's just not in order to be funny. Like Kate McKinnon's so funny because she's no problem acting ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, a beautiful person can also be funny. It's just that's the way it is. <laughs> Sorry. Good,
0: good general rule. Um, Thank you. So I watched those movies in theaters. I watched some random stuff at home. Nothing worth of, worth noting. Uh, oh. I b- am binging and the finale is tonight and I'm hoping I can get there in time for uh, Succession.
1: Do you like that show? I don't like that show. I
0: do a lot. It's so it's amazing that I do because I hate you're supposed to. Every character is horrible. Like the whole family is just terrible. Um if you don't know the show, it's uh it's an HBO prestige drama. It's actually more of a comedy. It's very funny, but it's like this hour long show about it's essentially like a, a take on like the Murdoch family, like a big powerful media owner family, and like the just like the inner workings of their family and the politics of like the their job and like you know their father Brian Cox has like a a, st- a heart attack or a stroke or something, and then like they have to deal with like who would take over and it just gets complicated from there, and it's just about all the repercussions of that with the family. Um, I really like it. I think the characters are good, even though they're, like, horrible. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know why this is compelling and entertaining, but I'm entertained, and I really like it. Yeah. I thought
1: it was like – Mo said that it's Empire, but with a white family. I've I've never never. seen Empire. Maybe that's – It was good good for a while. It it got really soapy. It got so So property. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, like, real fast. But – um. I don't know. I just did the – I watched the first episode. Nothing jumped out at me, so. Yeah, I yeah. – I,
0: I it gets better. I barreled through it, and now I'm on, like, I think eight. And I think I got I to gotta watch eight, nine, and then tens tonight. So I'll probably do that.
1: Oh, um, you don't know, have been watching that I love. You've been watching Sharp Objects?
0: You know what? I'm, like – I'm several weeks behind on it. I, I saw the first one. I it's wasn't great. I wasn't super grabbed by it. I'll I'll, I'll keep Oh, I here. love it, dude. Oh, oh. it's
1: great. It keeps getting better and better.
0: And I watched only episode one of Castle Rock, which I heard was not the best way to do it, because I hear you really need three to get into it, which is like no. annoying. But I watched one, and I was kind of underwhelmed. It seems like, it seems like uh, Stephen King Mad Libs at this point. It's just like throwing in random references yeah. to stuff. But I'm uh, hoping it gets better. Uh, I'm the, sure, Maybe- it was it wasn't bad like it, it's setting it's clearly setting up a lot of stuff. It just instead of watching episodes two, three and now four, I like watched all of the center, and like I, I I wanted to do that. I was compelled to do that. Yeah. How much? Um, how,
1: hard, how hard? do you have to work to get into a show? I don't really want to have
0: to work hard. Like the center grabbed me within fucking fifteen minutes. The Castle Rock. Absolutely. The Castle Rock pilot was was fine and like intriguing and like a lot of ideas around the table. But like yeah. it's gonna take some work for it to get like really compelling. And like I'm I'll I'm gonna watch it this week. I'm I'm excited to. But uh, I'm more excited to talk about the Center, which we should talk about now.
1: We'll talk about it soon. Oh, you want to talk about it now? Or you want, okay? You got anything uh, else? No, no, no. I just will say that like I haven't watched Castle Rock because the uh, Hulu login that I had. Oh yeah. I had no, no idea whose it was. Got oh, yeah. it from a friend. I got it from a friend. You know who knows whose person it was. They changed the password. How about this? I, mean, I think I think this may have affected thousands of people. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say I had an outage on mine, which is not the same one that you use. But like the credit card on the one I use is out, and like I don't want to reach out to the person I haven't talked to in several years whose account it is. So yeah. how about? You and me split it, and, like, I think Keon would split it. That's three That's three people. It would be, like, $4, okay. $4 a person. Done. That's, we should do it.
1: Set it up. Cool. All right. Good call. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk about it.
0: All right. So main event time. I think we should start with the sinner, but I don't want to okay. give away too much, so I don't know how we're going to talk about this.
1: Okay. Well, I don't think we'll give away too much.
0: Okay. So an inciting incident happens in the first episode that... Then leads you to this. A crime is committed. A crime is committed, and then the rest of the show is uh, the repercussions of this crime, and also trying to figure out why the crime happened. Because it's not a mystery. It's like, it's well, uh, yes, it,
1: it sort of is. It is in a way that the way that they the, their advertising the second season is they go in the sinner. You know who did it. You know how they did it. Now you're going to find out why they did it. And in both this first first episode, of the first of second season that just came out, and then all of last season. Yeah, you see the crime, and then it seems like an open and shut case, and then a detective kind of scratches the surface and realizes this person is involved with or may have been involved in something in the past that, like, recontextualizes the crime. What happens is she, she, you know, the main character, this Jessica Biel, uh, kills someone, not going to say who or when, and it seems like a completely random act of violence, also done out of nowhere, like, in, in, in public view, you're like, well, wow, it's crazy. She just like flipped out and just fucking killed that guy for no reason. They'd never met or whatever. And then just like, as they kind of like start piecing it together, they're like, they're just finding stuff about, about everyone in her past and this person's past and the person in their lives. So it's really, it's just really good. Like the way they're like digging into these lives and you know, there's, there's cops and you know, you get the cops perspective who, who, who doesn't believe it's as cut and dry as a random murder. And then there's, the other cops who were like, ah, eh, leave it alone. You know, it's we, we got to open and shut case. And it's, like, the people in her lives and the per- per- person in the victim's lives. And it's just so well done, and it's patient, and it's interesting. And every scene, like, just builds on the one before it, so you're never really, like, never really plateaued. You're never really bored. Like, every episode, something new kind of comes out. We're like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, so we finally get to the last episode. It's like, man, that's so, like, it's so artfully done and how, like, it lays it out patiently, you know?
0: yeah uh the 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 reason the sinner yeah because it's it's you wouldn't think it would be interesting to watch like yeah we know this crime was committed but but like we know who's involved like it's like why 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 would this be interesting but the things that get unearthed are so like you'd never see it coming and just like and the bill pull all the stuff with the cop like his side story is really I think it's funny, <laughs> and it's really goofy. It's just like yeah, it it is kind of
1: it it's it's weird.
0: <laughs> it's very strange. I don't want to ruin it, but uh, it's just a show full of surprises, mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, very easy to watch. Um, I watched yeah. it very quickly. I think even my parents watched it in a very quick manner. Like it's just it's a, it's a it's a real I don't want to say like a nail biter, but like it you mm-hmm. want it you want to keep watching it.
1: I'm really yes, sad. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very addictive. You watch the first episode and you're like, I have to, like, I have to know more. Yeah. And, and I'm, thing, you know, you're on episode four and you're just like, what the fuck? That's is going why on I'm here?
0: pissed. I have to watch this new one in real time because I, <laughs> it's annoying. I just binge the rest of it so quickly.
1: It's just, it's, it's uh, really well done. You know, we keep talking about, uh, he says the sinner is proof that you don't need to establish a show over three episodes. You can get it. Fuck, man. I mean, like the inciting incident happens like in the first, you know, before the first commercial break, and That's the true. way it happens, when it happens, you're like, what the hell is happening with this shit? Yeah, I'm even and, like, upset
0: we talked about it because it was so shocking. But yeah, uh, don't, uh, you yeah. know,
1: whatever. You, yeah. you don't see it coming, so yeah. But I think like it's so good, and also this new season with the first episode, also like really interesting how like it pops off and, and the crime that happens by the way, like, what the hell? I think what it does is like, um, it's an interesting take on you know, how many movies are about, you know the court process of like trying to prove someone's innocence. It's not so much that, but it is kind of like that instead of like coming in on like you know after the crime, like we start with the person and the crime that they commit, and then it kind of pulls this the thread there so, so it's like a, you know a new way of doing a a classic way of telling a mystery, you know, like We know who did it, but let's find out why. And then you're like, oh my God, like so many, so many layers to this that, you know, you couldn't see just by looking at it, you know? Right. Yeah. We couldn't tell like right away. So it's just, it's just really well done.
0: I can't recommend it enough. And I think it's, I can't think of a better show that I've watched this year. Yeah, definitely.
1: And it's all available and genius move. Who knows how much, how much they worked to try and get people to watch this first season. I'd never heard of it. Never seen it. Oh no, it's
0: genius. It was all, it it was Netflix page one for me. It was like top of the thing. Yeah.
1: And just the fact that's like season two is coming out, and have it ready to binge a week before season two starts like beautiful yeah that's fucking binged it and now i I bet i bet the views in season two have been crazy
0: that's exactly what happened uh i'm gonna call that the the riverdale model because that's what happened Mm -hmm. with riverdale on cw they put season one on netflix it became a huge thing internet everyone watched it it became like a very y thing just like everyone could see it and then then they released season two on cw and it was the i don't know if it was the first time it ever happened but like the the numbers from season one to season two skyrocketed on the cw
1: I'm going to say that before that, that was a uh, a Breaking Bad thing. And who knows? It's different for everyone. But I feel like that for me, Breaking Bad, I was like, you know, I don't want, like, I didn't watch the first season with everyone else. I was just like, I don't watch a dumb show with the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in it. Right. But like then, right before season two started, season one was on Netflix. I'm not going to check this out. Fucking it was gobsmacked. I'm like, this is the best show I've ever seen. Like, I literally, timed just the second I was done binging with season one, go right into season two that day first episode it was like five, it was and the show the seasons were always like you could watch all of it right before the new season started which is really smart for them
0: yeah it was, you know this one too. yeah smart so anyway smart.
1: uh sinner Required viewing. You all have Netflix. Absolutely watch it. It is great.
0: And then tune in. I believe it's Wednesdays on USA. Now I'm watching it. I got the, I get, I got the, I the USA hooked app. Up. Oh yeah, nice. I, I got the
1: USA app. Yeah, so.
0: I'm one of those old-fashioned yeah. people with a cable box, so I and still I'm watch say, it that way. And I'm gonna say, I'm
1: gonna say, check out Sharp Objects. I've been really enjoying it. I'm gonna like catch it. up on that. The tight, tight, tight little mystery. You know, it depends on how they stick the landing. But as I'm of sure right it's now, gonna, gonna get real TV. fucked
0: up real fast based on it's the. Already getting, it's already getting, really, okay, getting really fucked up. All right, let's talk about uh, Dead Night.
1: Uh-huh. What can you tell – before we get into our opinion, can you give us a quick uh, wipe down of what, what's going on with this movie? Where is it from? Fantastic is where it yeah. was coming out
0: of, right? Uh, is, it Fantast- is it Fantastic Fest or Fantasia? One of those two festivals. <laughs> one of those – there's two of them. One of, this movie played uh, one of those festivals, and uh, it was called – it, wasn't, festivals it wasn't called Dead Night then. It was, really, called, what was it called It was called Apple Cart. And it was at Fantastic what? Fest. Yeah, I don't understand what that title has to do with anything, um, but it was uh, it was called Applecart, and it was Fantastic Fest, which I believe is in Austin. Um, and it's one of those movies that um, oh boys, this movie frustrating. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the story yeah. the story behind the movie is that it played this festival, people did not like it at all, and then it was bought, changed the title. The uh, I think the filmmakers took their took the movie back to the editing room, changed the title, yeah. and, and they, they they really changed the movie. And um, I think I know what was added or changed, but, like, I, I think it must have been, like, they took something that was at the beginning or the end and just spliced it in throughout. Because okay. it, this movie is bizarre. It uh It's a story. It's kind of just a Cabin in the Woods-style movie. We go to at a cabin and the, there's a
1: haunted presence around it and, like, oh, whatever.
0: Yeah, so the premise is... Uh, uh, a, a a mother and father and children and I think a friend of the kids they go to this cabin in the woods and like the reason they're there is actually kind of sad like they're there because the dad is has cancer and is dying and they and and they've they were told that like this house in the woods is like built on some sacred land and like has healing powers you can tell they don't really believe it but like they're there just kind of like as a last vacation anyway um but that is that's what's happening and then they find like, horror legend barbara crampton is like Uh is like lying outside her name is like banging
1: about just just kicking it
0: yeah she's like she's like passed out in the snow and they find her and they bring her in and you think she'd be like this like meek old woman who's like so thankful that 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 they found that they found her but she's like just so abrasive and like is like just kind of prancing about their house like she owns the place and then Mm -hmm. things get weird from there um but I, i i'm gonna I, I can spoil it because the movie essentially does. Uh, yeah. The, the movie cuts cuts itself off like it ruins any tension and any suspense it builds because I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, because like it, you don't even you don't even know this movie is about something that's like a, about to happen in the woods, and then the it cuts to like, uh, what do you call it? Like an unsolved mysteries or a forensic files type of show, that like is is telling you about the crime that was that's about to be committed. It tells I you... Those, I, I yeah. think
1: those shows are called, like, yeah, like a... um,
0: Like a, a magazine, a crime magazine. Yeah, yeah, magazine, yeah, a news magazine, a magazine show, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: this really strange thing that kind of comes out of nowhere. So and it's jarring. Ma- inf- so jarring effect when I was watching it. I was like, oh, shit, like, did something happen with, the, with this I movie? I agree. It's that jarring. And I'm pretty sure
0: that must have been, like, they... Did something in editing, but I mean they fucking they they, they made it, it worse. If if I they can't sh- ima- they
1: shot they they shot this imaginary show that's like you know an unsolved mysteries meets Inside Edition about the murders that is about to happen that you're about to watch. Right, and I and it's and it, and it and it look it couldn't look faker. First of all, they don't do a thing where it's like it's on a TV or like the quality's downgraded. So you it visually shows. Hang on, where they visually show. You watching is like oh th- now I'm watching a clip from a TV show. It literally just goes like right into it, like yeah. almost like a narration. You're like, that's bizarre. Why why does this have a narrator all of a sudden? Yeah. And 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 the show like this could be nitpicky, but like the graphics packages of like the show's logos and bottom yeah. thirds. I look, think looks look like something yeah. you, you would put like out of iMovie. It looks so bad just right away. You're like, what is this stupid? It's like I couldn't is it tell if that funny? was a, yeah. That's so bad. Thing. I didn't know if
0: they were trying to do a joke about those type of shows, but like if it, if they did, it didn't land. They just like did a bad one. Um, yeah. but the confusing right. part of it, or that I think, again, I think this is what they were going for. They were, I think they were just grand, like grandiosely overarching yeah. theme, making fun of these types of things. But everything that happens in real life that we see, like the version that happens in the, in the video is like wrong. It's like just not the way it actually happened. So yeah. I think that was them playing on those things as being like, haha, ha, look at how fake these dramatizations are. But yeah, like, what are you? What are
1: you? What movie are you making? Like, what is this? Yeah, what was like, the point of that? Also, is this a I horror movie like, or
0: a comedy? Yeah. It, it isn't I either.
1: I feel like, if you think about it, if you think, about, if you took those things out of it, obviously they probably had more footage they took out of it uh, in order to make the hour and a half thing, um, hour and a half movie. I think like most horror filmmakers right now, they 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 say things like, "Oh, it's a slow burn. We're gonna make." A, I'm, I'm sure this movie was like, starts off with them going to the cabin, getting to know each other. Isn't this place weird? Barbara Crampton shows up. She's acting weird. Shit pops off. Probably, if you think about it in terms of when, when, when it's revealed what the fuck's going on, must have been like an hour into the movie. Yeah. Which when the film, to the filmmakers are making it for themselves, like, yeah, this is gonna be a real slow burn. All these people really acting and like, it's really like, you know, patient and stuff. And then because they're but everyone knocked. besides
0: Barbara Crampton sucks. In this exactly. Yeah.
1: And then they show them the screen of the movie, and they're like, holy fucking shit, this movie's boring as piss. Everyone hates it. By the time it gets to what's going on, it's like who gives a shit? I mean, they open with that scene that's supposed to be from like the fifties with I think the guy from John dies at the end where he gets killed and then like weird and yeah. then like it's, the, the weird thing is forced for that woman to give birth. You know that's not how the movie started off. You know that was like yeah. retrofitted at the beginning. Because the mark of any I think bad horror movie, it's not all the time, but usually when I see a movie where it starts off with some crazy and then shit. Cuts
0: too. And then cuts yeah. to,
1: like the beginning, like, oh, that's just gonna happen later in it, and now we're gonna go back. That to me is like uh, we made this movie and the people who bought it are like, look, something scary or interesting has to happen right off the top. Or you're going to bore people, which is technically true because it's hard to make a movie hard to keep an audience. If you open with, you know, a bunch of people talking and then go into a place talking and a bunch of like one person thinks everything's crazy, but everyone else is like, Oh, you're nuts. I mean, you know, all those movies, especially the ones you see in shutter, they don't really get going for the first hour. That's why they always start off at the end at the beginning because they're not good at writing and directing. Yeah. And this movie is no exception. It's it's, it's just a mess, important. man. Oh, it's a, it's it a total important.
0: mess. I think like the guy had several ideas and instead of fleshing any one out, they just did all of them. Uh, yep. It's it's a mess, and uh, I wanted to be good. Barbara Crampton's pretty good in it, and honestly, there are moments uh, of gore and like scary stuff that actually got me. Like, there's like a scary shot that opening scene you mentioned was yeah. a really scary shot of like a mask or face or something, and it's really scary and practical effects. And like, there are a couple practical effects throughout that are really cool, but it's not worth it for like this slog of a movie. Like, yeah. it's really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: say I'm gonna say something to yeah. all our horror fans listening. I'm going to say something, everyone's going to go, dude, fuck you. But I'm going to say it and state my case, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. If a movie comes out and Barbara Crampton's in it, it's bad. Hey, okay. Here's why. Well, uh, Here's why. We're, we're,
0: uh, we're, we're still down. here or whatever. Is Calm a, down. Is a, okay, go ahead.
1: Because with the exception of We're Still Here, which is 2015, and You're Next 2011, She's in so many fucking bad movies because she's Barbara Crampton. Right. And every movie she's in, it's like, "Hey, look, it's Barbara Crampton." Every fucking movie she's in, and I think what's happening is she. I got to. I got contact her agent and find out how much is. I bet she'll be in any movie for five grand. She's in so many fucking terrible movies because she gives the indie horror cred. Oh, Barbara Crampton's in it. Let's go see it because you know From Beyond and Reanimator's good. But hey, she's fine, but she's just in, she'll do anything. And people are put, she, look, listen, she's in Golden. What's that? Puppet Master, Lewis Reich. This movie, Death House, Day of Reckoning, Beyond the Gates, Little Sister, Blood Brothers, Road Gate. What are these fucking movies? Sun Choke, The Last Survivor. Sun Choke
0: was pretty good. I think we watched that.
1: Lords of Salem, which I hated. Uh, like, I like
0: that. I don't know. I don't have a problem with Barbara Crampton, but I agree no, with you. I, no, I understand. No, 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 no.
1: I have no problem with her. I understand I think what you're it's saying. becoming a thing like, hey, if we're going to make a, a horror movie for under like, you know, 100 grand, got to put Barbara Crampton in it, put her in the poster, make her... She plays the same part always. She's always like the woman who kind of shows up halfway through. She's really weird. She's crazy. She screams. She's out. Like, every movie she's in, it's like, hey, guys, look who we got. Big fucking deal. So when I saw that she was in, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. She's, well, she's not I mean, well, you were right. right.
0: It's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, There's nothing I can we're really good. say all about it. I don't and think she's
1: it's... fine. It's just like when she's in, and it, it's just like it's it's like an attempt to get people to see it. Watch this. She'll it. Watch I bet this, she'll do yeah. any movie for five grand. I bet her her rate is five thousand dollars, like a week or something to get her in and out. I bet.
0: I think you're underselling her, but uh, the movie's bad. Uh, I think you shouldn't yeah. watch it. You shouldn't pay to watch it. But if it's on uh, Shutter and Netflix, and you want to see a bad horror movie, yeah. it's like okay, Some,
1: it's tolerable. It's just something stupid, yeah. It's dead, uh, I'll put in the there, tolerable. There are moments bed. that are
0: worth the that are almost worth putting up with it, but I don't know. Ultimately, not worth your time. Uh, what else do we have to talk about for uh, next that, week? Oh, I
1: don't know. What do you want to talk about? We want to talk about. I don't know. We
0: really should start a series though, and uh, we should All talk. Right. We should talk off Mike about it, but um, fine. It would be fun to, to get into a. Uh, one-a-week series type of deal.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I think it's time.
0: We keep saying that, but uh, if there's another, well, I don't know, there might be another one-off or two before we do that, so hang in there. Uh, thanks. On the top of your head, you yeah.
1: anything on the schedule that's coming out? Nah, uh, I that can't.
0: We... I can, oh, Slender Man is probably soon. Uh, no. Yeah, I know you probably won't see that. I'll see it. Not
1: gonna do it.
0: I'll do it for the pod. Uh, what else comes out soon? Let's see. Coming soon to theaters. Um... Oh boy. Oh, the Mag. The mag is next week.
1: Oh yeah, I do want to see that. The
0: Mag and Slenderman. Alright. And Black Klansman. Oh wow, a lot of stuff. Summer of 84. I thought you saw that. Already. No, I'm dying to see no, that. No, Graham
1: saw it. Dude, Graham interviewed the guy. Oh. And uh he he was in the BI office in New York. Yeah. And Graham sent with me an outtake. Who knows if it'll be in the uh in the in a video. But the guy, I forget his name, he still has his Ku Klux Klan card and he pulled it out. From like 78 or whatever it is. Oh and he has like the official member of the clan with his name on it and all the Aryan brotherhood shit on it. That, still got that, it.
0: That's bananas. Yeah,
1: fucking crazy. <laughs> oh
0: my god. What a world. What a world. All right, we'll be back next week with something.
1: Be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, the new flesh. I've learned that death is not the end. I've
0: I was hoping you'd be back.